as far as the mindset concerned, if you don't restructure that foundation, it's mm-hmm. not going to matter. Yeah. Whatever else you do. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you see people who go to the workshops and who do the planners yeah. and they do them for like two weeks and yeah. then they fall off. Yeah. So the very first thing that I do with women is we go through their relationship with money. Let's go. Like, where did it start? Mm-hmm. What was the language in which your parents talked to you about money? Mm-hmm. What's the language in your household with money? And if you have children, how are you talking to them about money? Mm-hmm. Was money the subject of arguments in your household? You know, were you taught, as long as you have a roof over your head, clothes in your back and food in your stomach, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is it creates a cycle to where we're not worried. We don't have any value attached to anything. Yeah. So by the time we're adults, most of us our age became adults in debt. So our first relationship with money was already in a negative position. Absolutely. So by the time we're trying to fight and and really create sustainable life for ourselves, we're already swinging with a bat that's not going to hit anything. Absolutely. So um, the very first thing that we do is we really dig deep into what that relationship is and really get an understanding because most people don't think that you can have a relationship with money. They Mm -hmm. think money is just there and it's there to be earned. Mm -hmm. But absolutely, you have a relationship with money. And it can affect you emotionally, physically, psychologically, on all playing fields. Yo, Raquel, you said something that's so true. Your relationship with money. The first time we encountered money as an adult was debt. Yeah. We we don't encounter relationships with money from joy, from peace, from freedom, from options, from wealth. Mm-hmm. This generation, our generation, y'all's generation watching and listening right now, the majority of us encountered it with student loan debt. Correct. With uh, car loan debt, mm-hmm. with credit card debt. Mm-hmm. None of us were saying, all right, here's $100,000 and go win, son. Go win, daughter. Right. Like, go go buy a house. Go 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 and do something and build something. And it's so funny when you said that, it reminded me of something that I'm doing for myself. Um, and people get tired of me when I'm talking about, the, you know, my single state. It is what it is. It's my show. God bless y'all. His business. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, for me, it's like, man, when I, when I hear you say that, that's why if you come into my home office, you see a letter to my kids. Like, I did a personal contract myself that um, I'm going to pay for all their college. Mm. As long as it's in-state, I don't do out-of-state. No out-of-state. So, you know, in-state. Then number two is when they get married, I'm buying their first house. Mm. I'm going to have a budget with me and my wife, and I'm already buying their house. I'm already saving for it. I'm not saving for it as aggressively right now because I'm trying to build my dream home. Mm -hmm. But I already have a savings account that is literally going towards them. It's not a savings account. It's actually a mutual fund Mm -hmm. um, that is going to be going towards just my kids' first house. Because the first time they're exposed to money, I want it to be in a wealth format. I want that to be in a legacy format, not in a, all right, son or daughter, this you gotta you gotta take out student loans so you can go to college. Right. And right. I don't want that. So it's like when I hear you say that, I'm like, yo, you just reminded me of why I'm going so hard. And it's so like, oh gosh, I love talking about kids and money. So yeah, yeah. there's two folds. Okay. You have the fold to where and like Robert Kiyosaki, and I love this quote. And when I was a banker, I used to airdrop this to people. He <laughs> would say, <laughs> he would say, one of the issues with the subject of money is that it's taught at home and not in the school. So what mm. can a poor parent teach their child about money? Mm. And people automatically think poor is in like the tangible poor, like financially right. poor. Right. But you can be poor in financial literacy as Come well. So on. this is why we have people who are doctors, lawyers, bankers, whatever the case may be who have great salaries mm-hmm. and are still living paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely. And so one of the things that I put in place for my children was because I have a business, mm-hmm. I write my children checks. 
So my children have earned income. Word. With that earned income, I have established custodial Roth IRAs for my children. Okay. My children already have retirement accounts. Okay. At 13, 8, and 5. Wow. And so people are like, wait, you can do that? So could you just say something? What is custodial Roth IRAs? So a Roth IRA is basically like your retirement account, mm-hmm. right? So you know that once you reach the age of retirement, you're able to pull out of it without penalty as long as you do it past a certain age. Mm-hmm. So most people don't start establishing that until after they have a job and then that job is turning earned income. Yep. So you can position, like my five-year-old right now, she's positioned to be a millionaire at 40 if she does nothing else with her life. <laughs> And so how that works is my five-year-old, whenever I do foot, um, photo shoots, mm-hmm. she's a paid model. I Come write on. her a check for being in my photos. Mm-hmm. And so because I write that check and I deposit it into her account, it's proving that she has earned income, which allows me to gift her or to put money into her custodial Roth IRA. So my child is already working on her retirement account at five. That's how you introduce and change the culture. That's how you change generations. That's how you expose generations. Custodial Roth IRAs. I'm going to put a clear definition of what that is in the show descriptions because I think that's that's important uh, for parents to be aware of it yeah. as an option that's out there. Yeah, because most people, I think we traditionally think of like maybe 529 accounts, which yes. are college fund accounts. But Absolutely. with a custodial Roth IRA, that could be their first down payment on a home. Yep. They yep. could take that out for their education. Yep. So you have kind of more freedom in that space. Yep. But the main thing is you have to prove that they have earned income. Yep. And so I also want to take it back to another thing is like what we said, you can have where the systems are not put in place to where by the time you're an adult, you're already in debt. Okay. But you can also have the systems to where the parents did everything. Yeah, yeah. Because you do have it. Yeah. They set their children up with great credit by making them authorized users. Mm -hmm. They put the money aside, Mm -hmm. but they teach them nothing. Nothing. So then they become an adult mm-hmm. with great credit, mm-hmm. have no understanding of it, yep. and destroy it. Yep. And then they spend their entire life trying to rebuild something that was already put in place for them. <sighs> so just as important as it is as putting the systems in place, it's equally, if not more important, on educating them. Mm-hmm. Because it does nothing to plant seeds in soil and forget to water it. <sighs> plant seeds in soil and forget to water it. When you guys think about your finances, a.k.a. your money, do you get stressed Do you get anxious? Do you feel like, hey, where do I start? How do I begin? What do I do? Well, check it. I totally get it because I remember being 18 years old, being a young man, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. I totally, totally get it. But I got something I want to share with you that's going to help change your financial future. And this is called Ramsey Plus. Ramsey Plus is going to give you this step-by-step plan, the step-by-step guide on how to change your financial future. Inside of Ramsey Plus, you're going to learn how to get an emergency fund, uh, how to get out of debt, how to start building wealth, how to start investing. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on how to change your financial future. So for right now, if you text the word AO plus, AO plus to 33789, I'm going to give you a free 30 day trial. Now check this out, you guys. Let me be real with you. All right. Can you think about what can happen if you commit to 30 days, what those 30 days can do for the next 30 years of your family's life and your life? Listen. I can't say nothing else. Text the word AO plus to 33789 so you can change your family's future. This is your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. 
Yo, if y'all just now tuned in, it's your boy Anthony O'Neill. Welcome back to the table where we got my girl, my sister, the bougie banker, a.k.a. Her legal name is Raquel. Um, and we're having a real relevant and relatable conversation. We're talking about how do we shift the mindset. And I'm so excited to have her here because you said something that's so key. One of the things I'm focusing on with my team is, you know, I teach the seven baby steps here with Dave Ramsey. Mm -hmm. And so I, I've been saying, you know, there has to be like a baby step zero. Dave hasn't approved this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but there has to be like a, right, there has to be like a something before baby step one because you said something earlier in the show that is so key mm -hmm. that you can budget. I can teach you all this stuff, but if you don't shift something over here first, mm -hmm. if you don't shift that mind, if we don't give people the proper financial education, mm -hmm. then all the practical things that we teach is out the door. Right. And that happened with me. I was selling cars, making six figures, but I didn't have a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go homeless and be broke again, but I got my check. I never forget. I'm like, oh, I ain't never say this on my show before, but I never forget, got my first check. It was mm -hmm. like $8,200. I'm like 23, 24 years old. Oh, you rich. Oh, I was rich, <laughs> right? Couldn't tell oh, me nothing. <laughs> and back then, the car dealerships, they didn't do automatic deposits. You got a check. They bought out the check on the floor, and boy, 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 when I got that first check, I said, good God. I went down to the <laughs> bank, and I'll never forget a beautiful sister was behind a counter. She had to be about 21, 22 years old. I'm 23, 24. I gave her that check. I said, yeah, can I get that cash, please? Oh, with the deep voice. With the deep with voice. With the deep voice. Oh, okay, deep, yeah, I got deep, you. Deep, deep voice. <laughs> and she looked at that check, looked back up at me, looked down, looked back up at me, and I'm sitting there smiling like... That's right. You know what I'm saying? She gave me my receipt, Raquel, and on the back of the receipt was her name and her phone number. She said, let's do dinner. I took her out to dinner that night. And oh, dropped. you fell for it? I fell for it. Oh, okay. Took her out to dinner that night, gave her 600 bucks in dinner. $600. Would y'all... Okay. Y'all ate steak. Listen, right, no. listen. We, we had steak. We had all you can, all you can drink. Uh, <laughs> we had a real good, expensive meal. And I laugh at it now because I was like, wow, I don't even know her name today. Mm. I just remember the, the scenario. And I'm like, wow, how much money did I waste when I had the money? I was fearful. And I said, yo, I'm never going to go back and be homeless. I'm always going to make sure I have something in there. But here's the truth, Raquel. I had all this money, but I didn't have a mindset change. Mm -hmm. I was living 15th to the 15th because the dealership only gets paid on in between the 12th and the 15th. Mm. And so by the time the next fat check was coming around, I'm sitting there waiting. Like, yo, where's the money? Where's the money? Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have a mindset shift. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I took Financial Peace University. And good God Almighty, it didn't just shift my mind, but it also even shift uh, my money as well.